This is the second Sunday of Easter, and welcome to this worship service. The text for this service is from the Old Testament book of Genesis, chapter 15, verses 1 to 6. But let us begin with a prayer. What is in Lord? You came to your disciples and took away their fears with your word of peace. Come to us also by word and banish our fears with the comforting assurance of your presence wherever we are. Because you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The book of Genesis Bible. Chapter 15, verses 1 to 6. Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 to 6 is the word where our text is taken from. God's covenant with Abraham. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abraham said, O sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abraham said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the heaven and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abraham believes the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. Dear friends in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in life there are certain things that we find difficult to believe. For example, some companies send messages, different messages. You receive a message on a phone call, or maybe even just a text message from somebody you have never seen, a stranger, and you are told that you have won yourself an amount of 400 million pounds on a competition that you never even participated. It's hard to believe, not so. What about if it is somebody, if somebody entered it on your behalf Without your knowledge? Does it seem like things God promises are too good to be true? Like the example that I gave. In our readings for today, you heard there are people from the Bible times who are struggling with the concept. The Christian living from the epistle of Second Peter chapter 1 
from verse 16, they were undergoing persecution and struggled with building their beliefs and staking their lives on things they had not seen for themselves. In our gospel lesson, you heard about Thomas in the book of John chapter 19. Thomas thinking that the idea of Jesus rising from the dead was too good to be true. He would not believe it until he saw it for himself. And in this text, the book of Genesis, which is also our first reading, you heard how Abraham struggled with God's promise that he and his wife Sarah would have a child in their old age. Too good to be true. I'm guessing, friends, that you have had times when you faced the same temptation, similar temptation. Let me give you a few examples to think about. God promises that every time you pray to him, he hears and answers. But what happens when there is something you have been praying for many years and you have not seen an answer? Is God too good to be true? Or maybe you hear God's promise that the things that happen in life are all designed, good or bad, to work together for the good purpose. But in a time of hardship, it's pretty easy to wonder, is that too good to be true? Like the current situation that we are going through, is it easy to believe that it is just time? And that is where the devil wants us to arrive with this line of thinking. God promises that Jesus paid for your sin and there is more you have to do. Might that be too good to be true? It is a very easy question to ask. Let us look at promises today. One can hardly blame Abraham for being tempted to think that God's promises might be too good to be true. <clears throat> Think about it for a moment, about what all God had promised him. First of all, God instructed him to leave his homeland and move to a new place. And it is not like this new place was a vacant, it was everything had to be found for him. No, it was barren land. There were even other people living there, and some of them were very powerful for them to be moved out. Nevertheless, God promised Abraham, this is going to be where you and your descendant will live. And that was not crazy enough. There was more to come. When we first met Abraham in the book of Genesis, he is 75 years old and Abraham and his wife Sarah have no children. By any reasonable standard, human standard, no matter how healthy they might have been, one would think their days of becoming parents were probably over. And yet, we hear God told Abraham he would have a son even in his old age. And even that was not all of it, 
from the descendant of this yet to be born child, God promised that the long awaited Savior would be born. All people on earth would have access to God's blessings of sins forgiven and life in heaven through this child of Abraham many years in the future. One can imagine why Abraham might have been tempted to think it was all too good to be true. And that was probably even more the case as more time passed. By the time of the event of our text, when it occurred, it may have been as many as 10 years since God had originally made the promise to Abraham. You can almost hear Abraham wondering, had something changed? He did live in the land of Canaan, yes, according to the promise that God had given him. But he was just one little nomadic lord, not taking up much space. Beyond that, nothing seemed to be happening. You can hear his concern when God approaches him in a vision. We read from Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 to 3, when God approaches Abraham. It says, After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abraham, I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abraham said, O sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abraham said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. It has been a while, God, that is what Abraham was saying in that vision. Are those promises still good today? Many years have elapsed. Friends in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, maybe sometimes a similar line of thinking stand behind the doubt that we might find ourselves struggling with. It has been a long time since the Bible was written. It has been a long time since God recorded these promises for his people. It has been a long time since Jesus was on earth. And there are a lot of things that have changed since then. The world is a way different place from the way it was. Are God's promises still good today in the modern world? Or is it all too good to be true? God did not leave Abraham wondering about this. He did not leave him to try and figure it out for himself. The account continues. When we read verse 4 of our text, it says, verse 4 says, let me read through Genesis chapter 15. Then the word of the Lord came to him, this man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your own body will be your heir. 
That is God's assurance to Abraham. Even in the whole time has passed, that's what God was telling me. God's plan for Abraham and for the world has not changed at all. Impossible though it might have seemed, God intended to give Abraham a son, a real genetic son of his own body, conceived and born in the normal way, not technically, but a son. God's promise has not changed, and the word of the Lord came to Abraham to reassure him of that. That is what God does for all of us. He does that to you and to me. His words come to us today, not in a vision like God did for his people in Bible times, but something that is written on the pages of Bible, which is preserved and recorded for us to read today. In the second reading of First Peter, Second Peter chapter one, Peter reminds us what this word is. He says on verse 16, We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. God saw to it that Jesus' promises to his people were written down by those who heard them with their own ears so that today you and I can hear them through their words. God's promises have not changed. He does not he, he does hear our prayer. He does things for our good. He did raise Jesus from the dead as we just celebrated, because the payment for your sins was complete. It is not too good to be true. It is the very series of promises God has always made to his people. And the word of the Lord comes to you in worship services. It comes to you when you are studying the Bible. In family devotion, God reminds you that the world might change, but his promises do not. He is just as serious about them today as he has ever been. So serious that something we forget about, sometimes we forget about the scope of what exactly God is promising. That is what God showed Abraham as this conversation continued. We read on verse 5 that God said on verse 5 of our text, it says, He took him outside and said, Look up at the heaven and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. So shall your offspring be. Abraham had been thinking of God's promise to give him a son and had been wondering if that might be too good to be true. But God's plan had already moved way, way beyond that one thing Abraham was concerned about. Abraham was thinking about one child, but God already had plans for the whole nation of Israel. 
Abraham was concerned about who could inherit the wealth he had accumulated during his lifetime. But God was laying the foundation for sending the Savior so that he could give an inheritance of eternal life in heaven to all his children of every generation. In comparison to what God's promises were really about, Abraham's concerns almost seemed like silly, something that was foolish. When you look at what God promises you in his word, you and I can see that the same thing is true for us too. We might find ourselves wondering if God is hearing and answering our prayers at the same time, especially when we see things happening in the world. Things like we are seeing today these strange diseases coming, diseases that are stopping even us to congregate together. But God reminds us that we don't remember to pray, even when we know what to pray for. The Holy Spirit speaks on our behalf with groans that words cannot express. We might find ourselves wondering how God might bring about something good from events in life that are so hard, like the events that we are witnessing now. But God reminds us of his ultimate goal. He is leading us to eternal life in heaven. We might be wondering if our sins really are fully and completely forgiven and if there is really nothing more that we need to do. But when we look back and we see the empty tomb and we realize that this greatest of God's promises is also one that he escaped. Far from being too good to be true, what God promises us is even better than we would have imagined. The account concludes, verse 6 of Genesis chapter 15 says, Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. Even though Abraham did not understand how specifically God was going to make his promise come to pass, he took him at his word and trusted him. Friends in our Lord and Savior, may God build up that same spirit of trust in our hearts, even when we go through many challenges. And when we are tempted by doubt, may he guide us to exactly the section of his word that we need to hear. Far from being too good to be true, God's promises are absolutely true and often in bigger ways than we imagine. Amen. Let us close with a prayer. God of all grace, we thank you for the gift of eternal life in your Son, Jesus Christ. By his resurrection from the dead and by the faithful testimony of the apostles, you have assured us that our faith 
stands on a sure and solid foundation. Though we do not see Jesus with our physical eyes, help us see him with the eyes of faith. Through your Holy Spirit, breathe on your church that it may faithfully proclaim the gospel of our risen Savior with courage and diligence in all lands and to all people. Grant that we also may be illumined by the heavenly light of your word and so keep us in the one and only true faith. Preserve us from all assaults on our souls. Deliver us from doubt and despair and preserve us from worldly wisdom and false teaching. Forgive the sins of your people. Strengthen the doubting and faithless. Bring back the forgetful and wayward and comfort the anxious and the distressed. Lord, be with us. Give us the peace, the peace that our Lord Jesus gave us when he rose from the dead. In his name we pray. Amen.